Advent is is about the awaiting for the arrival of someone important. Advent specifically in the Christian mindset is waiting the arrival for Jesus. Welcome everyone to podcast 119. With us today, we have senior pastor, Paul Gruenberg. We have retired pastor, Barry Sweet, and we have myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. Um, today, we're gonna talk about Advent. Uh, we are coming in the day after the first Sunday of Advent. And um, we wanna talk about what Advent is. So anybody wanna start with what what is Advent? Well, if you were to start with a definition, Advent is is about the awaiting or the, yeah, waiting for the arrival of someone important. Mm-hmm. And then Advent specifically in the Christian mindset is waiting the arrival for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's the four weeks that are set up. And it was, you know, it was an interesting question. I did a, I went to Wiki uh, <laughs> Encyclopedia and looked it up. And I was surprised to learn that Advent or the time of Advent really began in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that has been going on for the last two millennia. You know, after Jesus died, they immediately said, hey, we need to mm. celebrate the birth of Christ. And so we're going to call it Advent. Mm-hmm. And so it was somewhere over in Germany, uh, actually a Lutheran uh, from the Lutheran denomination is where Advent really began or was initiated as a an event mm-hmm. uh, or a four-week uh, event leading up to Christmas Eve. And is it is it the beginning of the, the liturgical church calendar yeah. as well? Okay, right. all right. Yeah, the church year begins in Advent. Advent, okay. So the four weeks prior to Christmas. Okay. Um, so why why is the first Sunday of Advent so important? And maybe you're going to tell me all of them are important. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going to go. Okay, so, <laughs> but I'll, I'll stick with my question. Why is the first one so important? I'm not sure it's any more important than the others, to be honest with you. That's my take. Um, because for me, Advent's a time of reflection, preparation, mm-hmm. a time to stay focused on what Christmas and the birth of Christ is all about. Because it's so easy to get derailed in our culture with Santa Claus and... Mm-hmm. Bye, 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 you know, and all the parties and different things, which are all wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all kind of nice. Um, but those of us who are people of faith need to stay focused on Jesus being the reason for the season. And Advent um, is, I think, helpful to keep us on track and keep us focused and centered mm-hmm. on what this season's all about so we don't get dragged into some of the others so much. Okay. So um, what are some things— well, I guess I'll start with what are some things that we can do to stay focused on Advent, you know, each Sunday. I think my take on it was that each Sunday or those four weeks, we have a different Advent candle. Some are different mm-hmm. colors. And, you know, what are the what are those, the different colors supposed to mean? And what should be, we be doing, you know, not on Sunday, but throughout the week as well? So the Advent wreath uh, came in, the 1800s, and the symbolism is each candle is the color of the, well, it's a color of the season, which is generally blue or purple. Right. Mm-hmm. So Advent is 
is blue or purple. And so you have blue candles up there, except for the third one, which is a rose colored candle. And I'm trying to remember, do you remember what mm. rose is? It was a, uh, a different kind of word. But the, and it's always the Sunday before the birth of Christ. It's the third Sunday of Advent. Third so, Sunday. So the fourth Sunday of Advent would go back to Bible. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So let me think. I was just. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I just Googled it and it says uh, joy. It is called the shepherd's candle. And it is pink because rose is a liturgical color for joy. Right. It's Gaudet Sunday from the Latin word meaning rejoice ye from the first word of the introit of the Sunday. So that is the Sunday before the birth of Christ then. Well, the second, this it's the third Sunday. So the there are four Sunday. Sundays. Right. And it's then right, you sometimes in the middle of Advent candles, the white candle, and that's for Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. But that's not always traditional. That's the that would be considered the Christ candle. And right. That's lit on Christmas Eve. Okay. And some Advent candles have that, and some don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting when we look for like different images um, for the slides during Advent. You'll get a host of different colors. So mm -hmm. I I got confused. You know, I thought there was a set this Sunday, and it's always this color. But now I understand that better. I've never seen the blue candles though. I think I just think it's up to the church. Most okay. churches, um, when it comes to the pyramids, those are the uh, drapes or the yeah, the well, they're called pyramids. It's like they a hang table over cloth. the communion table and the lecterns. Oh, okay. And those pieces of cloth that sure. hang over there that change colors periodically through the year. Those are the pyramids. Okay. So what happens is a lot of the smaller churches they can't afford to get all of the colors. So they'll get white and white usually also has red on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. And then they'll get purple. Um, and then green. purple has green on the other side. So okay. they get two sets of pyramids to cover four colors of the church calendar year. Okay. Um, blue would be an extra one because purple is Lent, not blue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Advent is supposed to be blue but it oftentimes is blue or purple because a lot of churches only have the four colors. Okay. I've also heard some people don't go with blue because they don't think blue is a Christmas color, <laughs> which has oh. nothing to do with the theology. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So that as almost... a, I've had that discussion in churches before. <laughs> so as a challenge to anyone listening at the beginning of Advent, wear purple on Sundays, uh, the next three Sundays, or if this is, you're hearing this before Advent begins, wear purple, some type of purple through the the Advent season or blue, mm -hmm. I mean, blue yeah. or purple, uh, just to commemorate Advent. Okay. And one of the other interesting things about Advent early on is it was a time of fasting and we fill it up with a time of sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we sure do. Yeah, I, I can't say that I, yeah have fasted during a Christmas holiday or any Sunday. Might do us some good. But, uh, <laughs> Both physically and spiritually. Uh, <laughs> it, would be, it would be interesting to be able to say, hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to ask you to fast mm -hmm. uh, one day a week. Uh, maybe you can um, 
do lunch and then fast until lunch the next day. So it's not as though you're fasting the whole day and you get this headache and and your body withdraws. And in a fast, you still want to make sure you're hydrating yourself. That's a part of, mm-hmm. of um, keeping your body up to snuff, you know, hydration. And if you have medical issues, you have to take care of those. And yeah. that's right. Sure. But if you did it from like uh, lunch to lunch, you know, that would get your a solid day of fasting and it would give you an opportunity to just say, okay, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this to honor you, to glorify you, mm-hmm. but also to make yourself more available. So instead of doing dinner and breakfast, uh, spend some extra time in the Word mm. or in devotions mm-hmm. or some some way add a spiritual practice for those two particular meals mm-hmm. and um, see what God does. I, I'm sure God will meet you mm-hmm. in those moments okay. in a special way. Yeah. So with that being said, what about, you know, devotional readings and things of that nature? Um, what are some things that we can, well, the we church can do? Just yeah. put out a devotional book that the staff put together, hmm. um, which I've only read the first two, but they've been quite good. And I think that's another way to utilize the season of Advent to keep us focused and centered on Jesus being the reason for the season and Mm -hmm. staying on track and then doing a daily devotional um, helps us just focus and and remind, be reminded what the season's all about and why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And I believe our Facebook page is going to carry those Advent devotions too. Great. Mm -hmm. So as a, as a practice, if you're a Facebook person, you can go on Facebook, uh, read the devotion, and then share it with everyone on your Facebook wall as a, a means of saying, hey, we're in Advent. This is a special time of the year. Hey, this is what our church has put together for everyone to enjoy. Uh, and challenge challenge your Facebook friends to a new practice maybe for them. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's a form of evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, where you can share your faith in a non, non-threatening, non-threatening kind of way—that's yeah. the word I was looking for—and and that you just put it out there, and those that want to pick up on it, pick up on it, and um, it's a way to identify as a follower of Christ without coming across as pushy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you can blame the church too, or blame the pastor. <laughs> See, the pastor said we needed to read these. So I'm just doing what the pastor told me to do. That's right. We can take it. We can take it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend of mine ask um, the question, what will be your spiritual expectation for this season? Um, and Great question. Yeah. The challenge, his challenge was pray about this and think deeply. So mm-hmm. I really like that because, um, you know, I just made my long list of to-dos, but at the top of that, I'm going to, I'm going to think and pray about that. What is my spiritual expectation? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so. a great way to look at and begin Advent is, is to begin to think about what is my spiritual expectation, but maybe tweak that even further is what does God want to do in me and through me in this Advent season? Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot of times in, in terms of devotions or Bible reading, you know, how can you take more in of God? But then the other aspect that maybe doesn't get mentioned so much is what can I do? Mm-hmm. 
you know, we've got bell ringers uh, that'll come out and, and ring bells and do that kind of stuff. But what what other things can you do during the course of Advent? I remember reading a story. It was a long time ago. And if I remember correctly, the family um, had a Christmas uh, philosophy that got changed. Instead of getting presents for each other, they mm-hmm. began to get presents for other people mm-hmm. who had needs. And I think one year uh, they got gym shoes for the kids at school or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a what neat a great idea. idea. Yeah. So instead of you know spending, let's say a family of four spends five, six, seven hundred dollars anymore, maybe a thousand. Mm-hmm. Sure. What if that money instead of you know, other than a tree and a crash, you know, some of that type of stuff. What if that money went toward helping a family mm-hmm. or went toward helping your school in some mm-hmm. way? Or- mm-hmm. What a great teaching lesson for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a living lesson for yourself is is that God came here in the person of Jesus, gave of himself, you know, and we're supposed to be his hands and feet and to model who he is and what he does. Right. That's what Christmas should be for Christians is how do we give back and how do we, you know, speak into the world um, the message of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite books, The Christmas Jar. Have you read that? Where a family does something mm-hmm. like that and they fill the jar with um, money and the money was supposed to be spent on their family. But one year they decided to give it to somebody else, but they had to really look for someone to give it to. You know, mm. they had to really peek into somebody's life. And sure. I mean, from the outside, not in a right. weird way, but, and they left that jar. And I always thought that was a neat Well, a neat way. we have a couple of uh, different um, groups that do that here at our church. Mm-hmm. The um, United Methodist Women, one, uh, I think one or multiple of the circles, uh, they ask me for people who might have a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we have a, an adult Sunday school class that meets, and they also take a collection exactly. and they give it to someone who might have a need. Yeah, and so you know, it's it's not a it's not a dead thing. It, you just have to look for it, mm-hmm. and you have to be intentional about it. Yeah, I like. And the, if you're mm-hmm. intentionally looking, there's no shortage of people and situations where you can Im- impact them and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's even if somebody's living alone, you know, and yeah. going to visit them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and taking them, even if nothing else, a plate of cookies or something, because it's possible they don't get any of that during mm-hmm. Christmas anymore. That's a, they may not do it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, older people that just don't get out. They don't socialize. So yeah, I yeah. love that idea. My next door neighbor it. is, one of those people is he he lives alone he's lonely um and we've kind of adopted him and you know mm-hmm. some ends of months he doesn't have enough money you mm-hmm. know and so whatever's left over at our house we take and mm-hmm. give to him and and we try and do that at christmas time as well is that doesn't have any family that comes by he almost never gets a visit and um mm. so we just try to be open and available Mm-hmm. That's you know, wonderful. And I think that that we all can find someone pretty easily. Yeah, mm-hmm, that we could give back to. Yeah, just need to slow down and really look and observe. And and I think your word intentional, which is my favorite word, um, 
you have to be intentional about it. You have to choose to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of intentions remain in the mind. You know, I'd like to, I want to. You know, it's the how am I going to lose weight or how am I going to uh, get stronger? And the intention is to start working out or to eat less or to whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. Go walking for two miles instead of uh, just the steps you take during the day. And intentions die on the floor. Right. I mean, you have to be really, well, intentional. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what Advent is. It's a season of intentionality. Right. As we begin to creep towards Christmas is that we be intentional about focusing on Jesus, what he means, what difference God makes um, in this season where it's so easy to get distracted and get oh, off so track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us where we can um, find that devotional book that was written by the staff, because well, that sh- would be a neat place to start. It should be coming out on Facebook. Okay. And then you can simply just stop at the church. Uh, we've got copies uh, for people to take and um, use. Okay. As well as for people to take and give away. Okay, great. And there's all kinds of other resources out there. Yeah. What yeah. are some other, I mean, you know, what have you two well, you used over the past? And yeah. um, we've, as a church, when I was a pastor, we would sometimes order a Advent devotional from a company that produces them. And, mm-hmm. um, but the easiest place to find them is right online. Okay. And just type in Google Advent, Advent devotional, devotional and yeah. you'll have more options than you'll know what to do with. Right. All right. Any quick ideas for kids? I know when you have, when you're a Advent young family. calendars. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, are great. And there's yeah. all kinds of neat ones. There's lots in the stores. Uh, I'm going to go lots. There's some in the stores, um, but they're usually oriented more towards the secular side. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find, and maybe online's another place or, Amazon looking for some children's versions of that. And then every day they open another door, another mm-hmm. door. And it, there's often a scripture passage or a, a thought. And that, that was something you could do as a family mm-hmm. together over dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a great way to involve kids. Okay. And I think kids can be involved in the caring aspect too, the service. And, you know, if you're going to do something as a family, make sure your kids are involved in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's hard for, families with young kids because you're so busy. Yes. You know, you may be working and doing that, but that's a great way to focus, you know, focus Again, that comes kids. back to being intentional. Is this going to be something we focus on as a family and be intentional about this December? Mm-hmm. Um, and if so, you, you'll find time for it. Okay. Otherwise, you won't. Okay. Another thought is it, it would be very repetitious over, over the period of 27 days. Mm-hmm. But if Matthew and Luke have the birth stories of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the different aspects of it, and to just to slow down and just read a few verses each day from each one and continue to go over and over and over it again and just journal down a thought um, and not, you know, you don't have to write pages and pages, but say, okay, I'm going to write three lines or five lines about the scripture that I read this morning regarding the birth of Christ and and recall, like in Matthew, it begins with the genealogy and then goes right, right into the angel talking to Joseph and then the Magi and King Herod and then an escape to Egypt. So it's it's pretty short, 
contained within chapters one and two, but Luke is a little bit uh, longer. It starts off with uh, Zechariah, who's Mm -hmm. John the Baptist's dad, and uh, his encounter with an angel, and then Mary has an encounter with an angel, and then Mary goes and sees Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says, hey, you've got the Savior, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, John the Baptist is born then in chapter two. Jesus is born, and then the shepherds come to visit, and then Jesus is taken to the temple mm-hmm. where he then is in, well, then uh, a priest and a prophetess mm-hmm. encounter him, Simeon and Anna. And to just reread through that, um, you could probably read through it four times, you know, just mm-hmm. map out what it looks like in a week to read all of that. And then each day say, I'm going to write five lines about whatever I read. And then the next week you read through it again and you, and you ask God, you know, Lord, uh, your servant is waiting or uh, how did uh, Eli tell, uh, oh shoot. Mm -hmm. Are we getting that old? Yes. (laughs) I am anyway. (laughs) Eli uh, was approached by um, Hannah's, Son, mm-hmm. while well, we know everything but the name, right? Um, <laughs> That's Samuel, the homework assignment, <laughs> Samuel. And uh, Samuel, the Lord is speaking to Samuel, and Samuel keeps going back to Eli, who's the chief priest mm-hmm. at the time, and says, "What do you want?" And Eli is getting old now, and finally recognizes that it's the Lord that's speaking to Samuel. In the night. Right. And so he says, next time you hear your name or next time you hear this, say, uh, Lord, here I am. Um, so if you approach the scriptures with that mm-hmm. attitude and say, you know, Lord, here I am, or your servant is is listening, mm-hmm. some, some form of, even in a sentence, preparing yourself for what God wants to say mm-hmm. to you, journal that down. And I, I promise it'll be a really rich experience okay. uh, to do that. I think if we approach Scripture anytime, but especially this time of year, if we're going to read the Christmas story like you suggest and and pray ahead of time, Lord, speak to me about something. How does this apply to my life? Mm-hmm. And if I was in this story, if I was Mary or if I was Joseph, um, you know, it, maybe even explore what were they feeling and thinking and and experiencing Mm -hmm. and how does that relate to me? Mm -hmm. Um, And Lord, what am I supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where it becomes personal and we apply scripture to our own journey and our own life situation. And I think a lot of times we forget to do that because you're just, I want to read the scripture and check that off my list and, and, and not asking God to speak to us. so yeah, Because um, Scripture's alive, you know, and God's still speaking through it, mm-hmm. and it's meant to impact us now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't just a history book. One of the other things, one of the other aspects you could do, uh, just for fun, is if you have a Bible with the um, notes, in, not the notes, but the uh, additional Scriptures in the middle, mm-hmm. those additional Scriptures will point you back to the prophecies that are fulfilled uh, right. by the New Testament By writing. the New Testament, okay. So there are probably, let's see, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16. There are probably more than 16 different um, prophecies just about the birth of Christ right. 
that you could uh, read in conjunction with reading the Christmas story or, or the birth story of Jesus. And that would allow you to then be able to tie in how God fulfills his promises. And this is an important thing. Because <clears throat> God will always give a promise, but God will always fulfill the promise. And one of the aspects, and I shared this yesterday in, in service, is that there's another promise that that is hanging out there that hasn't been fulfilled yet. And that's the second advent of Christ. That's when Christ comes back again to reestablish heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. And so one of the aspects of Advent for me now is not just the birth of Christ, but the coming back again of Christ, the mm -hmm. second advent. And so you can tie that in um, also. Uh, you could read through, well, you could read through Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Yeah. You could. Okay. Well, I think that's a great, I think we've given our listeners some really good ideas of how they can spend their Advent season intentionally. Mm -hmm. That'll be our word for the day. So um, so we have, um, we'll wrap that up. And then um, over the next podcast series in December, we're going to talk about different um, characters um, during the birth of Jesus. Um, but we just also wanted to remind you, too, uh, we are coming to you from the First United, First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, Michigan. And we have a couple of programs coming up. On December 18th, we have a 10 a.m. Uh, service, which is a Christmas pageant. And we'll have a real, I want to say real live camel, but it's, it's not the live animal. It's a live something else. <laughs> so... Come join us for that. And then we have our Christmas Eve services. We have a 4 p.m. contemporary service and a 6 p.m. traditional. And um, I think that'll be it. We'll tell you about our Christmas Day and New Year Day services as well. If you have any questions, call us at 989-732-5380. Or you can Google us and our website will answer just about any question you have. And um, we just really... Uh, are glad that you joined us today. Thanks, everyone.